Coming to you via the internet and your friends at PipesMagazine.com, it's the Pipes Magazine radio show. The show that is so bad it didn't even make the top 100 worst podcast lists. Now I invite you to sit back, relax, the smoking lamp is lit. Here's your host, Brian Levine. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Pipes Magazine radio show. Yes, the sometimes irreverent, sometimes educational, but always entertaining weekly pipe smoking broadcast. And I'm your host, Brian Levine, uh, coming to you from the recording studio built (laughs) right here at my home office, just outside of Charlotte, North Carolina. And uh, more about that in Pipe Parts, because on this week's show, in Pipe Parts, I'm going to update you on uh, me, uh, go back, give you some history, and... uh, bring you up to current all right and then my guest this week is uh, tim garrity tim is the president of the chicagoland pipe collectors club and we get to meet him and talk all about the chicago pipe show coming up uh music by request of one certain kevin godby so we must play it and uh mailbag and rant all that coming up on uh the first show of the uh of the year 2024 yeah all right, and uh, speaking of pipe shows, well, if you go to VegasPipeShow.com right now, uh, you will see the uh, link for the rooms is available and uh, early registration for admissions and for tables. Uh, limited amount of rooms, again, because the hotel won't give us the whole tower. Uh, limited amount of uh, tables this year because we can't grow the space anymore. So first come, first serve. And uh, go there right now, sign up, register. And remember, those of you that pay in advance and pay way early, we greatly appreciate that. So that way we don't have to come out of pocket to uh, pay the hotel deposits, which the first one is due in uh, 12 days. Yeah, 12 days. So uh, the hotel wants their deposits over the year. And uh, those of you that pay early, we really appreciate that. Uh, Plus, we'll have an announcement for those of you that have early paid. You know, we'll be giving away some free rooms or some other stuff. We're just trying to fine-tune those details. VegasPipeShow.com, Las Vegas International Pipe Show, October 11th, 12th, and 13th of this year, 2024. Same place, Palace Station, Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, Had to move it up just a little bit, so we hope to see you there. All right. Let's get the show rolling, so everybody sit back, relax, fire up a bowl. Thank you all for tuning in, and here we go. For you, dear. Say, my favorite pipe tobacco, why that swell? I haven't seen this for years. Wherever did you find it? On tidbits.com, of course. You mean the Pipe Collector's Auction site? Yes, that's right. They have vintage and hard-to-find tobaccos, pipes, and accessories, too, you know. You don't say. I can buy all those things on tidbits.com? That's right. But you can also sell some of those pipes and tobaccos you don't smoke anymore, too, dear. Perhaps you're trying to tell me something. Visit tinbids.com, the Pipe Collector's Auction Site. A Missouri Meerschaum corncob pipe is the perfect pal. Going fishing, take your corncob pipe and see you back at dark 30. Hunting, your corncob pipe swears it won't make a pop. Relaxing and reflecting, you add your corncob pipe at relax. 
party time. Your corn cob pipe doesn't produce a cool smoke for no reason. Let's just say your Missouri Meerschaum corn cob pipe gets you. Visit www.corncobpipe.com to get yours today. Missouri Meerschaum Company. Authentically original, authentically you. And we're back on the Pipes Magazine radio show. All right. Um, so this, this question came up a couple months ago about um, people wanting to know my background and my backstory. And I realized that, you know, all right, my background and backstory is all throughout the show. And then on the very first episode, we did kind of a uh, an introductory thing. Well, I thought it's time to introduce, uh, time to redo it. And redo it concisely, so bear with me. You're going to hear me talking about me for a lot, and then we'll get on to the interview portion, I promise. Um, all right, so the first time I smoked a pipe was in uh, 1988. It was at Walt Disney World. Uh, we were there as tourists, and uh, I bought a corncob pipe and a, and a pouch of tobacco and had no idea what it was and what to do with it, and I threw it away. Uh, the next time I ended up smoking a pipe was... In 1996, when I went to work for a local tobacconist and cigar shop in Las Vegas, and pipes were part of our offerings, so I decided that I would have to learn how to do that. And at that point, if I remember correctly, the first pipe I got was a Bjarn Viking, rusticated, and I just started learning with the uh, with the bulk tobaccos that we offered, and uh, you know, mixed that in amongst the. Uh, Mix that in amongst the cigars that I was primarily smoking at that point. Uh, from that store, I went to work for Alfred Dunhill, and Dunhill was opening up a store at the Forum Shops at Caesars Palace, and I helped open that store. Was there for five months, and then we moved back to Los Angeles, where I worked part time, three four days a week at the Dunhill store on Rodeo Drive. And then during the week, I ended up getting a job with a company called Hulko Roar, which was a wholesale importer of Peterson, Nording, Kamoys, GBD, Joby, uh, Peter Stokeby pipe tobaccos, World Tobacco pipe tobaccos, and four or five cigar brands. And of course, the cigar brands were the big thing that was making the money at that point. But uh, that's when I got to meet a certain Peter Stokeby. And uh, got to meet a lot of the uh, a lot of the pipe uh, a lot of the pipe brand owners from Europe, and really got into the wholesale side of the business. I was the pipe guy on the inside. Um, from there, that company sold to Tabacalera de España, the uh, Spanish tobacco magnet, and was merged in with Havatampa. Uh, and about nine ten months, well, maybe almost a year after that merger. Seda, the French company, which owned Consolidated Cigar and Tabacalera de España, the Spanish company, decided to merge. And that became Altadas USA or Altadas, which is still around in some form. Um, and at that point, they were not interested in importing other people's products. They had a pipe tobacco uh, factory, which was which is now known as Sutliff. Uh, they were only interested in importing their own cigars and their own pipe tobaccos, and that was it. So a lot of the brands ended up leaving. Uh, you know, the Hulk Aurora brands, those old ones, some had left already, but a lot of them had to go and set up their own things. Uh, Peter Stokeby International in uh, June of 2000 set up their own U.S. office, 
here in the Charlotte, North Carolina area, and they asked me to come and work there. I spent five and a half years there, and from there I went to work for uh, what's now known as the Premium Cigar Association, but back then it was the RTDA, and that job was uh, selling booths and advertising to exhibitors. Uh, did that for almost three years. Uh, there was a brief time where I was out of the industry, but uh, then I went to work for smokingpipes.com. Uh, from there to Brigham, and that brings us to when the podcast started in uh, 2012. I was working full-time for Brigham USA and uh, importing Brigham pipes. And then that Brigham business got merged into uh, what is now Sutliff Tobacco, and I went to work for Sutliff, and, and that was right after McBaron had purchased them, so they were interested in having a sales guy in the U.S. Um, from that job, I left there, and the primary reason that I left there was the uh, tobacco legislation was just getting too much, and there was too much regulations and too many... Uh, how do I say it? Uh, not, a, not a lot of sunshine going on. It was a dark time because nobody knew what the uh, FDA regulations were going to be. Uh, I went to work for the company that produced uh, Pipes and Tobacco's magazine for six months. And after that, I had figured out that, you know what, uh, between the podcast and a couple other things I could do on my own, I'd had enough. And uh, that was uh, October of 2017. And that's what I've been doing since then. I've been doing the podcast. Uh, for a couple of years, I was booking travel for people, if you remember that. And then uh, a certain COVID-19 made that unfun. Uh, and I, I, I don't regret that time, but I don't want to go back to it either. The travel business is a lot of sitting behind a computer, answering emails and filling out forms online. And if anybody's ever met me, I am not the one that you want sitting on a computer answering emails or uh, filling out forms online. Uh, but then... Uh, after the pandemic, uh, that's when Dave Peterson and I asked about taking over the uh, what was then called the West Coast Pipe Show, and it is a passion project. And you'll you'll hear Tim and I talk about how these uh, pipe shows are you know the the people that run them are doing it mainly as a passion, um, and that's where we're at. And at the time of recording, we are getting ready in the process to pack up the house and move down to our new house in the greater Orlando area. The primary reason for moving down there is because in the near future, sometime we will become grandparents and we wanted to be near the grandchild who happens to live near there <laughs> or will live near there with his parents, my son and his wife. Uh, it's not to be near Mickey Mouse. Uh, however, that is a benefit, and uh, somewhere down the road, you may hear me talking about working at the uh, Walt Disney World Resort in some capacity, but uh, right now, we're just in the midst of the chaos of packing up and getting ready to move in the uh, middle of January and get the new house set up, hopefully in a month or two, and you know, and get our new life underway. So, there you go. Um, still a daily pipe smoker, four or five bowls a day if I'm at home, if I'm out you know, maybe one or two. That's about it. Yeah. Sometimes I, sometimes when I'm, when we're out and around, I just can't get in all the bowls of pipe tobacco that I want. So there you go. You now have the, the most concise updated version of me possible. I don't think I missed anything in there. And, uh, if you have any comments or questions, you can always email me, brian at pipesmagazine.com. 
Uh, if you want me to go into details more about some stories about some of those uh, some of those different periods and some of the different jobs, I'd be happy to uh, use those for pipe parts. So let me know. All right, in just a moment, my conversation with Tim Garrity. This is Internet Radio. Hi, I'm Jeremy Reeves, head blender of Cornell and Deal. We know pipe smoking is a personal journey. That's why our small team of blending and production experts take a personal approach in every step, preparing tobacco products just for you. We source top quality leaf through the personal connections we've made around the world, hand blend that leaf, and carefully package each tin. Each product, from special releases like our small batch line to our most popular mixtures like Autumn Evening, are made right here in South Carolina by professionals dedicated to providing the finest of smoking experiences. Lighting up a pipe is an exploration through evolving flavors, thoughts, memories, and even dreams. From our hands to yours, Cornell and Deal tobaccos are your passport for that voyage, provided by people who, like you, value the journey. We are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show and joining us, and this is exciting for me because, first of all, Tim, I've known you for years, but you're actually in you're in Arlington Pipe and Cigar right now sitting down to record with me, which is really cool because I can see a bunch of pipes behind you. I can hear the crowd in the background, and the secret is that we're recording this on Christmas Eve. So the store is bustling and busy and you're finally getting a break away. But, uh, Tim Garrity of the Chicago pipe club. Welcome to the pipes magazine radio show. Brian, thanks for having me. It's been years. Um, I love the past. I love just listening to the show. Now I feel like I've, I finally made it. I finally made it to the big leagues. You, 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 you finally got down low enough to come on the show. <laughs> you have reached bottom. There is nowhere to go but up from here. Congratulations. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. All right. Listen, I could ask, how are those bears doing this year? But um, I won't ask that. That's okay. I wouldn't know. I like rugby. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. All right, Tim. So let's get to know you first. Where did are you a Chicago native, grown and raised and born? Well, I am born and raised in Arlington Heights, Illinois. Um, and as I, I people think I'm joking when I say this, I've been coming to Arlington Pipe and Cigar since I was eight years old. <laughs> um, my grandfather, when he would come to town, he would he believed in his heart of hearts that Arlington Pipe and Cigar was the only place in the world that had fresh Garcia Vega cigars. <laughs> so he would write me a letter, send me up here to get his cigars, and I've been coming to Arlington Pipe and Cigar since I was eight years old. Fresh cigars. Boy, those were the days. Oh, yeah. yeah. Fresh Garcia Vega. Yeah. If you could get a fresh Garcia Vega, that's amazing. That's like a fresh Twinkie. <laughs> I'm trying I'm I'm trying to think. I think they were forty percent paper. So yeah, fresh fresh newspaper. Um yeah. Mm. Yeah. All right. So when did uh when did pipe smoking come into your life? Um, you know, when I was a 
probably in college. I dabbled a little bit. Um, with mostly, you know, you got to remember I was in college, early nineties. There was a big cigar boom, Yeah. you know, and I got into cigars and pipes, um, and really enjoyed it. But, um, like most young men, I decided to have a family. So when I got into, when I started my family, I sold all my pipes and was the dutiful father for a long time. So I didn't smoke or anything, but early on um, in my pipe career, I enjoyed predominantly Orientals and, and English tobaccos. So you, you didn't, so, you didn't want to go to Arlington and get that and get that fresh vanilla cherry aromatic tobacco. Um, well, I wouldn't say vanilla cherry. I'd say whiskey vanilla. Okay. Um, that, that comes later. That's when things, you know, took a dark turn, Brian. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so when did you come back to pipe smoking? So, um, good friend of mine, um, his father was a pipe, pipe enthusiast, um, Dunhill pipes. And anybody who remembers the old Dunhill stores used to be able to go there and give them your name and they would have your custom blend. Yeah. So his, his father had a collection of Dunhill pipes and his own custom blend and his father passed away. And, you know, we were sitting around doing a remembrance of his father and we all took a pipe packed up a pipe with his tobacco, his, his signature tobacco. And, um, that was like 12, 13 years ago. Um, and I just, you know, it was, it was probably some, I think it was a, a mixture of aperitif and autumn or August evening or their, their evening blend. What is that? Uh, nightcap. Nightcap. Yeah. Yeah. It was a mix of like aperitif and nightcap and it was just incredible really liked it um yeah so it was like 12 years ago and i've just been well you know down the rabbit hole back down <laughs> the rabbit hole ever since buying collecting hoarding well originally originally it was it was um i started buying estate pipes because you know i went to a, i went to um yuan reese and Yuan Reese has, you know, massive collection. At the time, they, they had a really nice collection of Dunhill pipes. But, you know, um, 12 years ago, uh, relatively middle of my career as a teacher, there's no way I could afford a Dunhill. Yeah. You know, and, um, you know, but I started finding estate pipes. And realizing that, no, you, you know, you can't afford a Dunhill if you shop around, visit, like, you know, estate dealers. You'll, you'll come across Dunhills for really good prices, um, you know. And from there, I just, you know, started building out my collection. And it's only probably, I would say, in the last seven years that I've been getting into Carver pipes. Okay. And my goal has kind of been to switch over my collection. Switch over my collection from brand names to carver pipes the carvers that i know yeah you know now you are a uh, you are a full-time uh, public school educator correct correct i'm a special educator so as a full-time 
special ed teacher i mean that we're not we're not talking a big budget for pipes and you know you're not one of those flashy uh not one of those flashy chicago stock traders so you've got to be careful with you know with the money you spend and you raised a family as a as a teacher as well yeah um and you know i'll I'll be fair i'm well compensated i'm in a really good district um but you know at the same time it's you know you know, anybody who gets into this hobby, you start to realize, you know, balancing out even even our friends who are um, well provisioned, you know, it it it's it's a it's a slippery slope. You start looking at some of these these carver pipes, and it can really just lure you in. Um, yeah. I remember I was so you know quick quick little recap mm-hmm. of the Vegas show. Um, so I was looking at the Suge line. And Suge has four lacquered pipes, and they were at the Vegas show, um, and each one for the different seasons of Mount Fuji. Yeah. Ugh. Just that was just pure artwork. It was yeah. it was an amazing amazing to see that, and I'm like, yeah, there goes another couple G's right down the drain. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so, so it can get expensive, and then you're in the and you're still in the process of kind of fine tuning and trading and and re reassessing your collection. Like, I mean, I do that almost once a year, where I just kind of go through the through the pipes and see what's sitting there and not getting any love. And so you, but you've also got to be you you've also got to be realistic that you can go, which we're going to talk about this after the break. But you can go to a pipe show and see some fantastic pipes that, you know, you may never be able to own, but it's still fun to see them. Yeah. Um, you know, I've seen some of the best pipes in the world, um, and have sold some very top of the line pipes. I used to do a lot more of my own estate sales on eBay. Mm -hmm. I would just acquire collections here and there. And I would just, so I've seen a lot of great pipes, but you know, there's always those pipes, Brian, that just they're going to stay in your collection. Yeah. You know, so I have a couple of my grandfather's pipes. Those I won't ever sell. Nothing, and there's there's nothing special about them. There's a couple of Grabos and his top of the line Peterson, which was like his his Rolls Royce. Yeah. You know? Um. But myself, I have a couple Dunhills that I'm very particular to and some Suge's, like the one I'm smoking right now, a Suge tankard pipe Yeah. from the Drew Estate line when uh, they made the Drew Estate pipe tobaccos or, or the main, when they made the Drew Estate pipes. So those are just, they're hallmarks of my collection and they're, they're just champion smokers too. How often do you uh, smoke a pipe now? Is it a daily or or is it more of a weekend thing it's more of a weekend thing because you know i like to um when i'm working and of course you know every day working working in school um you know i don't have a chance to really i i I like having a pipe where i could just sit down enjoy my pipe Mm -hmm. and not be rushed so usually the weekends or, or of course summer and breaks i do of course, take in more tobacco um, just because I have more time. Right. So. All right. We're going to take a break right here. When we come back, we're going to talk about the Chicago pipe show. Cause uh, it's only, it's, 
four and a half months away. So stay with us. We'll be back in just a minute. For over 150 years, Peterson has welcomed all pipe smokers. It's the preferred choice of the thinking man and the everyman alike, and our workshop too is a place of hospitality and warmth. Hi, I'm Glenn Whelan, and for me, Peterson is a family tradition I've known since my childhood. My dad, Tony Whelan Jr., worked at Peterson for 53 years and has been my home since 2003. From sweeping our factory on a Saturday morning, to managing our store, to now steering our international distribution, I've seen the craftsmanship poured into each Peterson pipe. It lives in Jason's discerning eye as he handcrafts our silver accents and in Wojciech's able hands as he carves our rustications. It abides in Willie's grading and in Warren's papering. Peterson has welcomed us as contributors to its legacy. And it's a welcome we always extend to you. Cade Mila Folge, 100,000 welcomes, wherever you come from, whosoever you be. are back on the pipes magazine radio show visiting with tim garrity and all right tim what is your exact title position amongst the chicago pipe consortium or uh pipe mafia oh we can't say mafia in chicago can we you, you can okay yeah, you know. i'm pretty much sure you can say anything you want in chicago yeah so. <laughs> just don't say bribe um in the meantime um um, I'm the president of the Chicago Pipe Collectors Club. So, um, and if, if for those who don't know, the club itself is the entity that puts on the Chicago International Pipe and Tabakiana show. So, um, and as the club president, I am not the president, though, of the show. Right. The show is run by a board of directors. The show's, you know, called the show council. And, you know, that's usually made up of all our board of directors for the club and people who run specific events for the show. So you're not the one we come running to if we have a special request or a question, but you might be one of the people we can come to. I, I should be one of the people you come to because I can help get stuff answered, questions directed. Um, I'm just one of those. We, we tried to make it so that you have people who can answer your questions. You know, um, we were concerned because in the, you know, in the years past, you couldn't always get a quick response, yeah. you know? And so in the direction we've moved into, the hope is that you get, you know, before the show, you get a quick, you know, relatively quick turnaround on answers. Um, and then, at the show, a very quick turnaround. Because, I mean, I, what's great talking with you, Brian, is that you do a show, okay? And there are sometimes, you know, when, you know, some questions you might not have the answer for right away, but when you're running the show and the show is up and running, you need quick answers. You don't need snail mail, you know? So um, we have quite a few people on our board that are, very much engaged. So, um, the whole our whole plan this year will be to get people to know those that group of individuals, so that we get um, our community more connected. So, I've always described the the Chicago Pipe Show, or the or the big show as I call it, 
for me, the Chicago Pipe Show is at least four days of nonstop five-minute conversations, and then you get to sit down in the smoking tent or sit down at dinner with a bunch of friends, and that's when you have the long conversations, and then you go back to the five-minute conversations because, I mean, the show is just so big and there's so much to take in that you can't do it all at one time, right? So um, it is. It's a series of five-second to 20-minute conversations yeah. where you don't always, you're not always sure you got all your answers addressed. But one of the things that's interesting is um, what I've always appreciated about our shows is that in those few minutes, you get to meet friends for life. Yeah. So I've always found that, you know, one of the things that I've loved about our community and kind of why I really got more and more involved is I, I found our community be, to be very open and welcoming to many people. So um, that's just been nothing but a blessing in my life. Yeah. So what is the, so the dates this year are technically April 11th through the 14th, 2024, which by the way, happy new year. If I didn't say it already, um, what's yeah, the, we're, the official, the official, like let's get into the nitty gritty The yeah. show. Um, because of the nature of our show, we're technically an educational show. Right. Right. Um, so the educational part of our show starts Wednesday, April 10th. Okay. And people are like, what? It starts that early? It does, but let me explain what it starts with. It starts with our pipe carving workshop. Mm -hmm. Right? That is the first event of our show. And that's that begins on Wednesday this year. So, and anybody who's ever done the pipe carving um, seminar... They, you know, literally take you into the finishing process, how to make, you know, how a pipe is made and you get to make your own pipe. I mean, you get to work alongside people like Jeff Grasick for a day or two. You get to work with Jeff Grasick, Alex Florov. In the past, it was Lee, uh, Lee, Von, Lee, Lee Eric. I always call, I always want to call him Lee Von Eric, you know, like as in like the Viking. Yeah. You I, know? Yeah. So, you know. Because in, in, in my imagination, we moved to the Upper Peninsula and pretty much, you know, turned it into a Viking settlement. So. <laughs> and, and Lee might have been on the ship, on the first ship that came over and settled it, too. <laughs> I won't go that far. I, I, I only pick on him because he's older than my father. Um, but I love him dearly. And seeing him at Chicago is one of the highlights of my trip. Um, yeah. So we have the, so we have the pipe making seminar that is, you know, it's a pre-registration thing. Uh, and that's Wednesday and Thursday, right? Correct. So Wednesday and Thursday is the pipe making seminar. Um, you know, people would say that the show, um, on Thursday, we open the tent up. So, and anybody who's ever been to our show, the tent is the big social hub. Yeah. Um, because of Illinois' uh, smoking laws, you can't smoke indoors. Um, so we need a smoking tent. And, you know, it's now become a part of our show. Yeah. You know, 
Um, it's basically kind of like where you go back and show all your friends the toys you got. And I've actually seen some wheeling and dealing happen in the tent because somebody will have a have some pipes and the yeah. So so don't just think it's just a social hour in there. It's actual you know trading, horse trading, and buying and selling going on too. It is, and you know the only difference. The, the major change this year is um, the buy-sell swap, which used to be on Friday mm-hmm. uh, in the smoking tent. We've since we've now shipped that, moved it to Sunday. Um, so that okay. happens after the show. You know, and there's a lot of different reasons to do that. Um, but one of the big reasons to do that is that as, as a non-for-profit, and believe it or not, folks, we are a non-for-profit. Yeah. We, we have to honor our end of the educational aspect of our non-for-profit. We're, so as a 501C um, under educational organizations, that's why we have all the different seminars. Um, so it, we thought it wise to maybe heighten that aspect of our show. So bring back the seminars, bring back the educational stuff, um, you know, Still keep your buy, sell, swap event, but just move it to another time in the show. Yeah. So Wednesday, Thursday, we have the pipe making seminar. What's scheduled for Friday? So Friday is going to be a pretty busy day for those who like think, having things to do. Um, we're going to have a blending seminar. Um, we hope to have Alex Florov doing um, a seminar on freehand discussions like freehand pipe making mm-hmm. um anybody knows alex you know alex's pipes have a very distinguished freehand look to them um and anybody who collects pipes and correct me if i'm wrong here brian the 1970s is like really when the freehand pipe carving revolution kind of really took home right yeah the Danes started it in the 60s and by the 70s you started to see the idea of instead of forcing a shape into a block, let's just see what the block shape wants us to have. And everybody else said, Ooh, those were cool. Yeah. I mean, cause that's when I remember Previn home became yeah. really, really big and Ben Wade's mm-hmm. you could come across the Ben Wade's from the seventies. Those are huge pipes, but I digress. Um, so we hope to have a presentation from Mark Irvin. And for those of you who might not know, Mark, Mark wrote the history of Peterson pipes, which yeah. is like a keepsake, great book. Um, you know, especially for those of us who like Peterson pipes are kind of like a part of your, maybe your, your pipe history, you know? Um, so we hope to have a couple members of our show, our club, um, do a presentation on Sherlock Holmes and the pipe collect the pipe lore of Sherlock Holmes, um, Fred Hanna, of course, um, who's going to be doing a presentation on getting the most out of your smoke. Last year he did his, his benefits of nicotine presentation. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, um, and I like to joke with Fred that, you know, he should be doing a presentation on these, the straight grain. I'd like to call it the straight grain miracle of Dr. Grabeau. <laughs> So um, Friday will also be um, the Battle of the Briar. Yeah. So Friday is a pretty packed event. But as you, as you can see, we, 
we hope to have four educational seminars going on. So for those who want to know, like, like how to blend, what, what goes into blending, um, you know, we all, a lot of us make our own blends, but you know, there's a, there's a logic behind mm-hmm. like blending. So, and knowing what that logic is, is kind of critical. So, um, but I'm really excited to see what Mark is going to be bringing. Um, you know, the Peterson book is, again, uh, man, and also being a historian myself, I love the amount, the depth that he went to and researching his book. So that's just for Friday right there. Dang. And then, uh, and the Battle of the Briar, of course, last year was the first time this year. It's going to be bigger and better than it was last year, and I'm looking forward to that. Uh, dinner on uh, there's a welcome dinner on Friday night, so you well, get... let me let me. That's another thing we, we're we're mixing up. Ooh, we used to have the welcome dinner. Um, mm-hmm. We're in a new location this year. Yeah. So um, there won't be. Uh, the Chicago open dinner. Um, okay. We'll still have the doctor of pipes dinner, which is Saturday night. Um, but we're really close to the Rosemont, Rosemont, Illinois entertainment district. Yeah. So um, for those who want to go out, we've always, we've noticed that people in the past, we've been in locations where there was nothing in the area. Yeah. You know, so, um, so Friday night, um, there'll be just open space and open time for people to meet. Um, and then we'll have the show proper. will be starting. I should say the show proper will be starting on Saturday. We'll have our silent auction on Saturday. And then Saturday after the show, after the show is done for the day, we'll have the slow smoke competition. And then the doctor of pipes, um, dinner which will be at 7 p.m on saturday night yeah so let's talk real quick about the new location first of all bravo because it's a free free shuttle ride from o'hare airport a free shuttle ride so no more 40 and 50 dollar ubers or taxis all the way out into the suburbs no and those who want to go into the city it's it's basically a five minute walk to the L train. Yeah. So, um, you want to go into the city, but Rosemont's right by the airport. So there's a free shuttle bus. I'm going to, I'm giving give those who are staying at the hotel. It is $20 for parking. That's one of the, one of the drawbacks. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They, you know, um, you have to pay for everything in that town. So, we're actually going to try and see if there's any alternative parking locations, but it's $20 a day for parking. Yeah. So, and that's for anybody who's staying at the show and anybody who's staying at the hotel. And so, how, how big is the smoking tent this year? Do you know the square footage of it? So this year's tent is 4,000 square feet proper. Okay. So, the, you know, one of the things when we were at Marriott, and it's not that things weren't working out with Marriott, we just couldn't agree on our timing and scheduling with Marriott. Um, and, you know, there's some incongruencies with their tent was, they said it was 3,500 square feet. Anybody who's inside that thing, 
you know it wasn't 3,500 square feet. Well, and, and let's also say, because I'm not bound by any political correctness in the Chicago area, let's also say that the Marriott was trying to shaft us pretty hard on the prices for the event to the point well, where... It, it, well, you, 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 yeah. Yes, they were. I'll say it. You don't have to agree. We'll just roll on from there. But this, yeah, let's yeah. say they were charging us a hefty cleaning fee, um, which which was just amazing. It's an amazing cleaning fee for the amount of money they were charging us. I imagine they had a team of um, German neurosurgeons scrubbing the tent <laughs> with toothbrushes. That's how well it was cleaned. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, yeah, so anyway, so now in in comparison, we've got a tent that's probably 25% bigger than what we really had last time. Yes. And also, you know, I did a... We're doing, we're trying to show people like some, as much as possible, a quick little video of, you know, it's a centrally located hotel. So the show is right next to the main lobby room. You walk through the main lobby out through its eastern facing doors and there's the tent. So it's got a coffee bar that's open late. Yay. Um, you know, it's got restaurants, it's got bars. But what's the most important is that you know, it, it is in the heart of Rosemont's entertainment district. So if you want to leave, you're two blocks away from restaurants, bars, you know, a movie theater, whatever. You know, if you, if you, if you want time away from the show, you have time away from the show. Um, if you want to do a private event with your friends, there's stuff to do. If you want to bring your spouse, there's a big out. There's a big shopping and outlet mall right nearby. That's you know five minutes by car. I can't imagine walking over there not in April in well, Chicago, but you could. Well, and, and if you can't stand your spouse, there's also a dispensary right there. Oh. So you know, <laughs> if you need time away from your spouse in a different way, yeah. Well, there's yeah. So but, then, so then Saturday and Sunday is the show. Saturday night's the Doctor of Pipes dinner. Sunday evening is the buy swap sell. How's that? Is that going to be out in the tent again? So what we'll be doing is Sunday. You know, the, of course, the tent opens up. Um, the pipe show starts at nine. The we'll have two days of the silent auction. Um, Hopefully we'll have the UPCA fast smoke in the afternoon and then the swap and smoke will be in the showroom floor. Okay. So after the show. So essentially the show runs and when the show is done, you know, we open up a couple hours of showtime for the buy sell swap. Um, and Brian will appreciate this because it's always been allowed at the Vegas show. Um, you can still buy and sell out of your room. You know, this hotel is open to that and amenable to that. So we're going to work with people who want to sell out of their rooms to help keep, you know, right. people know that. Now, unfortunately, because of Illinois laws, the only place you'll be able to smoke is in the tent or at some outside areas if the weather's permitting, right? Correct. And unless you're in the main atrium, the main atrium rooms have balconies. Oh, so you can, you know, you know, supposedly, you know, you're not supposed to, but if I have a balcony, I'm going to be out on my balcony having a smoke. <laughs> that's, and yeah. that's 
that's just that folks so um it's it's right there the balcony you know one of the things is is like you know this place has a couple areas near our main meeting rooms where you can go out and smoke so and there you'll see we'll have those areas marked off for people so so information can be found at chicagopipeshow.com and i know i'll be there uh looking forward to it looking i'm i'm excited about the new location i really am uh it's it's going to be being able to hop on the L and go into Chicago on Thursday afternoon and, you know, and wander around and then come back before it gets dark for dinner. And, you know, I, I'm excited. Yeah. I mean, uh, the location's really, really nice. Um, you know, it's, it's, you know, I don't know, like I'm so busy working the show. I don't get a chance to enjoy my own show. So, um, you know, yeah. I always like the Vegas show because I can actually, you know, enjoy the show, you know, <laughs> so it's one of those crazy things where it's like, you know, as Brian will tell you, nobody's getting paid folks. This is, this is, uh, this is yeah. done out of just, we love to do it, you know, love the good time that people are having. Yeah. Tim, we will wrap this up with the fast five final questions. No right answer, no wrong answer. Just whatever comes to your mind. Are you ready? I'm ready. What is your favorite pipe? Favorite pipe is my dub, my Dunhill Cumberland bent billiard. And what is your favorite tobacco? Ace of spades. It's, it's a bulk blend. I don't care. You call it BCA. I call it ace of spades. Okay. What is your favorite drink? Um, any Belgian ale. All right. And when it's time to relax, which if anybody has ever met Tim in person, I don't think he really does <laughs> relax. But um, when it's time to relax, do you prefer a book, a movie, or music? Oh, book. You give me a good book. Look, here's, here, here's my, my ideal answer is fireplace yeah. my faithful hound a great pipe a book and a strong pint right there and we've just painted a picture uh, and then finally do you have a favorite pipe smoking related memory mm. having only been to the chicago pipe shows for a, over a decade now i would imagine there's a few you know um I would, you know, my favorite pipe smoking memory is with probably with Mike Reschke, who is my mentor, the, you know, also club president. Um, When I first got back into this and I had acquired this huge collection of pipes, okay, and um, there were some gems in that collection. Um, Let me just put it this way. The, The lowest gem in this pipe collection were were two of Lee's pipes. Okay. <laughs> Every other pipe was from much distinguished Danish carvers. Wow. And I didn't even know what I had. You know? And um so Mike basically I went over to Mike's house, laid this collection out on his table, and for the next five hours, 
Mike and I smoked pipes and he versed me in each one of those carvers and who they were and, and their history. So that was probably one of my yeah. strongest wow. memory pipes. So, uh, God, I miss Mike. Reshke was uh, just pure happiness. Usually <laughs> salt, of the earth. salt of the earth. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, again, it's Chicago pipe show.com. Tim Garrity, president of the Chicago Pipe Club, which is affiliated with the Chicago Pipe Show. <laughs> I don't want to. I, I don't want to say you're the president of the whole thing because you got a board. You've got a. Uh, you've got a newer energetic board that I'm really excited to see what you guys are doing and uh, looking forward to seeing you in April. So, thanks for absolutely. Thanks for coming on the show. Uh, Happy New Year again, and uh, see you shortly. Yeah, Merry New Year. And we'll be back in just a minute. Take a look at your pipe rack. Are all those briars and mirrors constant companions in your rotation? Or are there some that you gravitate to more than others? Are there some that you simply don't smoke anymore? Through SmokingPipes.com's estate trade program, you can transform those underused pipes into immediate cash or store credit. Just send us your pipes and we'll unpack inspect and evaluate them based on extensive market research and over 20 years of experience. Then we'll contact you with a detailed offer for your choice of cash or store credit valid on any items in our vast selection of pipes, tobacco, cigars, and accessories. If you're not happy with our quote, we'll return your pipes free of charge to domestic addresses. It's that simple. Join the thousands of Smoking Pipes customers who have benefited from this program and start your trade today by contacting us at 888-366-0345. That's 888-366-0345. This is Internet Radio. We are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show, and you know I always look forward to the Chicago Pipe Show. Uh, there's only one year they've had it since 2001 that I missed and wasn't able to attend. And it's just the highlight of, uh, you know, it's the cornerstone of the year. It's the beginning of spring for me. And it's, I just look forward to it and I can't wait to see what these guys have done with this new location and, uh, new things to the show. So, all right. For music, uh, when Kevin Godby sends me a request, I pay attention. So here is the band Orleans doing Still the One, which is their, uh, you know, their big hit from uh, 1976. And uh, you know what? <laughs> if instead of thinking of a uh, of a uh, lover in there, just think of the podcast in there when he keeps saying that you're still the one.
old 1970s southern progressive rock style and uh hey maybe it's uh maybe kevin godby's the one that still wants me whispering in his ear once a week you never know what's this a letter and remember, mailbag comments or questions can be emailed directly to me, Brian at pipesmagazine.com. That's B R I A N at pipesmagazine.com. Or you can post it on the Pipes Magazine radio show page at pipesmagazine.com, uh, just like Dino does every week. And going back to last week's show with our young version of St. Nick, uh, Dino says, Love the first chapter of Brian's Pipes. I'm happy you decided to do this. More, please. Uh, you will get more. There are more pipes. Uh, the conversation with Nick was a lot of fun, interesting, and engaging. It made me want to seek out his podcast. Uh, Casey Ghost's choice of Beautiful Star of Bethlehem was a lovely song, nicely performed by Emmy Lou Harris. I wish I could find Alison Krauss's version, but a wide and extensive search yielded nada. Where is it, Dan? Yeah. And then, he, and then Dino says Tad's pick of Dean Martin's uh, Walking in a Winter Wonderland put a nice close to the holiday music. I totally disagree with Magnum 207's comments. Those of us who have been listening for nearly 600 shows know what to expect and understand how sometimes the guest needs prompting and support. And it is your show. Yeah. Well, and hey, listen, let me just say to uh, Magnum 207, if you're still listening, you're, it's okay to disagree and not like the show. Uh, and then uh, Dino says, uh, let there be peace on earth was a perfect coda for the program. Thanks again for an always entertaining show. I await another wonderful year of you hogging the mic, Dino. <laughs> well, thank you, Dino. Here, I'm hogging it right now. Uh, and then Casey Go says the young Allison Krauss can be found on YouTube at, and he put the link in the comment there so you can go see that. Uh, she was at most 17 years old and still retained a little baby fat. Uh, thought your substitution of Emmy Lou Harris was a superb choice if you couldn't get Allison's version. Uh, your choice of Dean Martin doing Walking in a Winter Wonderland was just wonderful. I was kind of surprised by you picking him. Yeah. Uh, Nick was an engaging speaker who was pretty passionate about his podcast. I couldn't get too fired up about his podcast because guys in their mid-20s just, uh, uh, just aren't, in, aren't that interesting to guys like me who are in their mid-70s. Yeah, I know it's my loss. A uh, very nice review of your first five pipes. Good choices you made. Looking forward to the next installment. I don't know what podcast Magnum 207 was listening to, but it wasn't this one. My God, has he ever listened to Country Squire or Mike Murphy? No, no, no. We're not. You know, we love all podcasters. Uh, and then uh, Casey Ghost says, "Let there be peace on earth" is a wonderful thought, but tragically, it is wasted upon wasted on humanity. We somehow always find someone who hates us and would kill us if they could and vice versa. Sadly, we just seem to thrive on conquest on to 2024 and more of the same. Well, there we go. Right out of the mouth of Casey ghosts. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, another comment. And, and again, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm stockpiling some of the emails and messages that you got for, that you've sent me because I've, I'm going to have about three or four weeks probably where I'm going to pre-record ahead, but, uh, this one came, uh, this one was pointed towards me from the forums from our own Kevin Godby and, uh, the, uh, poster is a guy named Warren and Warren says, uh, not trying to start a quickly closed thread, nor should specific members feel the need to defend themselves. 
I'm trying to figure out why rude and impertinent questions are asked about other people's personal habits. Why is it important to know when others started smoking or how long they have smoked and so forth? I fully understand the interest in what others smoke. Also favorite blends and such. But why do some people have such curiosity about other people's habits with regard to simply smoking? And then he goes on and talks. And I just want to answer this real quick. Um, well, first of all, I ask everybody that comes on the show for the first time their superhero origin story. And the reason I ask that is so that we understand maybe how long they've been smoking a pipe, how much experience they have smoking a pipe, how did they get into smoking a pipe, because a lot of us came over from cigarettes or cigars. Very few of the guests on the show came directly to the pipe without smoking something else first. So it's all part of their superhero origin story. And uh, to Warren, the fact that you think that's a rude question, you're the only one. And I've probably asked that question, I don't know, 450 times and not one of them has hung up on me. So, uh, no, it's just a, it's just to establish a, a, you know, a ground of where they are coming from and what they've done. And, you know, uh, the difference between like Nick from last week, who's been smoking a pipe for a couple of years, or when I talked to, uh, Rich Esserman or Fred Hanna, who have had pipes in their mouths for you know 40 plus years well you, you get you get a different bit of experience there and they've had different exposure to the hobby over time so you need to get those ground rules set and it's not rude ask me oh wait i just told you at the beginning of the show never mind don't ask me all right comments questions email me brian at pipesmagazine.com keep those show suggestions coming i really do appreciate them uh, remember, brand new episodes come out every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, U.S. Eastern Time, and they're there for you to download, stream, or do whatever you want with them for eternity. And in just a moment, rant time. Since its beginnings in 1876, Savinelli has become more than just a pipe factory. It's become a lifestyle. From sourcing the finest Mediterranean briar and partnering with local artisans to acquire unique accents, to expanding their catalog each year with new innovative series, Savinelli produces high quality Italian pipes that serve as a reflection of your individual tastes. With a portfolio that ranges from rugged designs fit for the outdoors to elegant pieces destined for black tie galas, Savinelli is more than a mark. They're a way to help you make your mark. There's nothing quite like fishing at dawn or smoking my genuine Missouri Meerschaum corncob pipe, an American legend since 1869. It's the coolest, smoothest pipe I've ever owned. Check them out at corncobpipe.com. day is a new beginning every day every day every day in fact the first meal in the uh, in the morning is called break fast why because you stopped eating and you slept and so you're breaking a fast so every day is a new beginning so how many of us here we are on january 2nd how many of us made new year's resolutions and we already broke them on january 1st ha 
Well, every day is a new beginning. So don't wait until the next New Year's to start one. Uh, when I decided it was time to be done with the factory-made cigarettes, that was a day in October or September or some day like that. It was just the day I just woke up and said, that's it. It's got to be done. I have to switch to, you know, I have to stop this and just enjoy my pipes and quit this. Uh, and besides that, if you're gonna if you're gonna do something on New Year's, if you're gonna stop it on New Year's, that means you got to stop it right in the middle of the New Year's Eve celebration. So that's kind of stupid anyway. Let's just say you're gonna eat healthier or quit drinking or something. Well, the ball drops, so the clock, you know, the clock switches to midnight, and you've got to stop what you're doing right then, because otherwise you already broke your New Year's resolution. Uh, let's say you're gonna, you know, whatever it is. But every day is a new day. And when you finally decide that it's time to change that habit or start that thing, whatever it is, well, it's it it's that day. That day is when it's gonna happen. All right. That day is when it's going to happen. Uh, don't wait until a New Year's Eve thing or you're or you've had a whole gluttony of holiday meals and stuff and then you're gonna start it on January first and you're going to go into January and you're going to do it. No, you're going to break that. Uh, uh Stop it. Stop it. Don't even do it. Don't waste your time. Yeah. Resolve to smoke. Uh, resolve to smoke your pipe more. All right. There you go. There's a good resolution for everybody. <laughs> All right. Comments, questions, email me, Brian at pipesmagazine.com. Uh, if you're on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please leave us a rating and a review thing. And uh, we'll have more on those uh, Spotify Q&A things as soon as I really get them figured out. So there you go uh vegas pipe show information up and ready to go at vegaspipeshow.com book early book fast we greatly appreciate those that do uh looking forward to seeing a lot of you at the chicago pipe show in april and thank you to tim for joining me thank you all for tuning in and until next time Just sing a song and think about sunny weather. Happy Happy New Year. In this country, we say Happy New Year. Ha! Huh?